The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not of my employer. Nobody likes me. until November of 2020 to get our act together as a country, as a nation, to correct this injustice. And the biggest injustice in the world was allowing a foreign power to install a criminal into the White House and turn an administration into a fascist crime syndicate. That must be corrected. And we only have a little, there's only one more election we have to correct it, or this whole thing is over. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. I never met any of the founding fathers, but I'm sure if they were listening to Least Coast Radio right now and brand new episodes of Dies in Your House, they would agree with the sentiment. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Least Coast Radio. Get us on Patreon, at Least Coast Radio. Vote. Blue Wave 2020. Let's make it happen. Least Coast Radio for the least heard voices. Every weekend. We here on Least Coast Radio are trying to fight the rising tide of fascism. The noun fascism is usually defined as a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism. Yeah, we don't we don't want any of that in America. So we gotta we gotta stop it. We gotta put out the fire now. Not even as liberals, as Americans, as patriots. As people that like democracy, the only thing we can do right now to fix our country is use our weapons. And our weapons are our voices, our handmade signs, and social media. Get the message out there. Voting. Voting is key. Elections have consequences. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Hey yo, who's in the house dies in your house. What is the word peeps? What goes on? It is the weekend, or if you're on Patreon and you're a Least Coast Radio head, it's Friday. And we are back here on Least Coast Radio with another action-packed edition of Dies in Your House. And we got some... We're narrowing the focus this week. We're going to talk about impeachment. We're going to talk about whistleblowers. But first, we're going to talk about what this podcast is. Because you're probably wondering to yourself, what is this madness I've stumbled upon? Well, what this is, is a vehicle to help people understand the importance of voting. Voting is a huge problem in our country. Our country has many problems, but one of which we can solve easy, fast, and without doing much work is by voting. That's all we got to do is make sure that it's that important 
to get to the polls when election day comes vote in your primary vote in the general vote down the ballot let's vote these people out that are inflicting all this pain on you do you wake up in the morning liking life because i wake up in the morning saying to myself shit man i can't believe i'm still living this so the way to start changing that to, the way to get these negative vibes out of our life is to get this negative clown out of the White House. And what we gotta do, a surefire way to do that, is to get to the polls and vote. We're gonna talk about, in this podcast, other ways to do that, which are being explored. Maybe not at the veracity that people think they're being explored, but we'll talk about that in a second. First, I just wanna... Well, we wanna vote, right? Voting. And we want to vote because we like American values. We like American values so much that we don't want to slip into a fascist authoritarian state that's run by a fascist crime syndicate that was placed in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue by a hostile foreign power. And if you're wondering what fascism is, hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right-wing, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Nothing in that description says apple pie, fireworks, and baseball. Chevrolet, whatever. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that because we're not about that. In America, we're about democracy and having a republic and the freedom and the free and fair elections that we hold every election day. And you, it's not the time to be one of those people that, oh, my vote doesn't count. It's not the time. You have to take a break from that pretending you're an independent for a second. Just for this election cycle. I promise you there's not going to be a more important one in our lifetime. It's impossible. Like, to say your vote doesn't count is just, to, there are countries that don't have voting. You know, there are countries with kings. So there are countries with, with princes and stuff. So let's not pretend that we should just take advantage of, oh, we live in America, let's take it for granted, not advantage, let's take it for granted that we live in America. Free and fair elections, I'm sure some smart people will decide that. No, bro, we're all gonna decide it. Wanna know why? Because last time in 2016, you know what happened? Dumb people decided it. And if you look at the history of America, usually dumb people decide it. So what we have to do is we have to bring the educated masses to the polls. That is the most important thing right now. I hate Trump as much as you hate Trump. The guy's a clown. He's a danger to the nation. It's not funny anymore, and we need to get rid of him. That is all true. But a surefire bet way we can do that is we can vote in 2020. November 3rd, 2020, we can vote his ass out. We can wallop his ass. Leave no margin for error. No room for a hostile foreign power to come in and install a fascist crime syndicate. Not only that, but no room for a country that's being attacked by that same hostile foreign power to get held up for military aid while they help Trump get reelected. Because that actually happened. And this week was crazy. Okay, because Nancy Pelosi 
does not want to impeach this motherfucker. She does not want to do that. It is not good optics. It's not good politics for the for the entire country. See, whereas where Trump and the Republicans govern for Republicans and they govern for people that voted for them and they don't care about everybody else, Nancy Pelosi is trying. She's trying to say, okay, like, I know he's dangerous, but like, we really need to, and it, it, we really need to move with caution on this. And we do. And I agree with Sally Albright on Twitter, at Sally Albright. I think that's the, the name. She had the Bernie, bro, the Bernie Bros thread. So she's doing one with establishment Dems now, and it's hilarious. Gotta check it out. But it's truth. So what Pelosi coming out in favor of an impeachment inquiry is really is a game changer. But at the is it a, is it a game changer or is it just her listening to her caucus? Because here's what I see. I see it's 2019 already. Are we going to get these articles filed before the end of the year? I don't know. If we do, I mean, it moves from, the, the argument is, do you need, you need to impeach, but the Senate won't convict. So we have this discussion. Well, you need to impeach because he's committed high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, you can't impeach because the Senate won't convict. But you need to impeach because it's in the Constitution. But you can't impeach because the Senate won't convict. Well, if you impeach, the Senate might have to be forced to convict. Listen. Listen. I don't know. There's a lot of good arguments. On one hand, high crimes and misdemeanors continue to be perpetrated from inside the Oval Office and inside the regime. That needs to be addressed. Articles of impeachment are a way to remove, are a way to start the process of removal of a president. Removal of an elected official. We can impeach Kavanaugh too, you know that, right? So, you need to do that if high crimes and misdemeanors were committed. You can't, it's bad politics to say, oh, we're not going to do what it says we're supposed to do in the Constitution because the optics are bad. We, we can't, that's not how we can live our life. We can't, that's not following the Constitution. At the same time, constitutional lawyers might tell you, you know, listen, Jay, it doesn't say that in specifically in the Constitution. Impeachment's a remedy for removal. And nobody is saying that this guy's actually going to get removed in 2019. I don't think that. I for a f I would bet if I had any if I had anything, if I had anything of value in my life. I would bet it all on on the Senate not voting on this or not voting or voting to keep him. Just to just to shove it in the nose of Democrat. Because they're still mad that they impeached Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton finished his term. That's another talking point. Oh, well, you guys remember that they impeached Bill Clinton, but Bill Clinton still finished his term. Yeah, but dude, they weren't removing Bill Clinton from office. 
The Bill Clinton impeachment was all politics. It was just to ensure that they dirty up Al Gore enough so Al Gore wouldn't be president. And it worked. They didn't they didn't dirty up Al Gore at all. But the problem is is that well I don't know about at all. I was younger. But the problem is is that when Al Gore ran for election in when he ran for the the presidency in 2000, he was like, "Listen, Bill, I don't need you you and Hillary stumping for me. Like I I want to I want to do my own thing." And that cost him. And that cost us. You realize where our planet would be right now if Al Gore got to be president? Imagine And he won Florida. Like <laughs> he won that state. <laughs> anyway, and that's why th that's why in 2020, when I when I I'm not talking about Florida. You won't hear me talk about Florida being in play on this podcast at all. I am done. I've broken up with Florida. I am not. I will never wait up till midnight ever again, waiting for Florida to let me down like they always do. Forget you, Florida. I know where you're voting. We'll focus on Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Wisconsin here. So, we got Trump asking the UK, uh, the Ukraine president to be like, yo, can you, like, dig up dirt on Joe Biden? And, like, you hear that, and you're like, alright, but, like, really, though? Like, he didn't actually say that. And then they release a transcript which had portions redacted. The White House released this. So the White House released their own transcript. And in the transcript, he's like, you know, you got to investigate Joe Biden, CrowdStrike, whatever this is. And by the way, before I continue on, let me just say that every allegation that is being raised about Joe Biden and being improper with the Ukraine has been proven false. It's all been proven false. None of that has any inkling of truth. None of it. Not one inkling of truth. Beyond a reasonable doubt was proven to not be true. So, while we talk about Biden and the Ukraine, just remember that it's all a made-up, fabricated story that literally isn't real. It's less real than the emails, because at least the emails were actual emails. So they release the transcript, and it has the text of this guy like, yeah, you need to, you know, we're going to give you that money, but could you do us a favor? Us. Us a favor. Who's us? You and the, and the regime? I thought when you're the leader of a country, you speak for the country. So it actually says that. And then they released the whistleblower complaint. Again! Where they have full control over what gets redacted, what gets put out there, and what doesn't. And the whistleblower complaints is like 10 witnesses that can corroborate this. It says it's an urgent matter. The DNI was on Capitol Hill on Thursday getting grilled by Shifty. He wasn't saying anything, because he's, you know, the DNI, and listen, I'll keep it real. The admirals and stuff, when they have people who have, like, been Marine Corps and Navy SEALs, 
when these people in uniform who like wear a uniform most of their life, when they come up and they testify on Capitol Hill, it's very bland, man. They have no pizzazz whatsoever. They bring no. It, they don't make it fun. <laughs> Not fun, but you know what I mean. They they they're just very like cardboard boxy. It's boring to me. But I tried to keep up. What I kept up with was a guy who loves his country who's trying not to shit all over every foundation of the country. And that's cool. He's old school. He he is naive enough to believe... What was that? Maguire, right? Maguire is naive enough to believe that the foundations of America are going to hold despite Trump. That's some naivety that I can't even get on board with. So they released the complaint from the whistleblower. They released the phone call. Both of these things are incriminating. And then the Republicans go on TV, and I heard this the other day. I saw Mike Pompeo on TV. Oh, Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden in Ukraine. And then I heard a political pun. I think it was Nicole Wallace. And she said that... Mike Pompeo? Well, maybe it was one of her guests. It was on Deadline White House. Mike Pompeo has aspirations to be president one day. Mike Pompeo. The guy that's holding Trump's golf clubs these days has presidential aspirations. Well, Mike, you can kiss those goodbye. Also... So in the midst of this fury, flurry of, of stuff, you look back and you see that this call was made the day after Robert Mueller, I'm not sure if it was he testified or, yeah, it was testified because he was talking about weak performance. It was the day after Mueller testified. That's like if I got caught selling crack on the street and the cops are like, oh, well, you know what, we can't prove it. You know, you don't have the crack in your hands right now, so just go. And then, like, the next day, I was like, yo, I got crack. Like, I mean, it's just, it's impossible. It's so brazen. And it's so in black and white. This guy asked the Ukrainian president to look into Joe Biden. The military aid for the Ukraine was held up. Congress made a formal asking, like, why, is, why are we not, we appropriated this much? Congress decides where money goes, not the president. So, if con Congress voted to give the Ukraine this money, it's not that, oh yeah, well, you can have this money if, like, you know, if you do this for us. It's a quid pro quo. And it's much like the Russia investigation, except we're watching it in full time right now, in real time right now. We're watching it unfold. And remember, remember the defense, the whole defense from this regime. We didn't know we couldn't do that. We're not in government. We didn't know we couldn't do that. The day after Robert Mueller got off test, got off from te the day after Robert Mueller was through testifying to Congress, to Capitol Hill. The day after that, this guy gets on the phone and starts doing it again. So, the ignorance defense is out the window here. You know you can't do this. But you're doing it anyway. Because you really think you can shoot someone on 5th Avenue and get away with it. And that's why Pelosi had to move on, on impeachment. 
She had to. There can't be such brazen violation and total disregard of the law of this country that you and I would get locked up for. You and I would be thrown under the jail if this shit happened. But all of a sudden you get to a point in life where if you win this popularity contest, so if you win this popularity contest, somehow you're allowed to break the law. And that's okay. I can't. It's not... It's unacceptable, and it's not something I'm going to live with, and I would not sit here and say, you know, listen, it's not something I would say, oh, well, if it was a Democrat, I'd be feeling different. No, I wouldn't. If a criminal Democrat got elected to the presidency, I would want that criminal to be convicted, <laughs> or at least removed from office. And while we're talking about removed from office, the other day, when Trump was copping to this shit on stage at the UN, he was like, you know, I had a good phone call with him. Mike Pence had a good phone call with Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence is like, dude, I'm trying to just stay back here. Mike Pence wants to be president. And he realizes that this is probably never going to happen for him. Mike Pence has to realize that he will forever be squarehead. And he's just not going to be... Listen, this is who you hit your wagon to. You hit your wagon to Trump, you ruin your political future. Not my fault. I didn't tell you to do that. That's something you chose to do. That's actually something Paul Manafort chose to do. When Paul Manafort chose to get Mike Pence as the VP instead of Chris Christie. Now, I never thought I'd say this. Thank you, Paul Manafort. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Chris Christie would be way worse for the... Co like, Mike Pence, I don't think... Mike Pence is bad for the country, right? He's dangerous. But Chris Christie's bad for people like me. We don't need... Imagine you had Trump and Chris Christie. Like, you need a yin to the yang. So, like, now, if this was impeachment and Chris Christie was the vice president... I don't know, I might just be like, you know what, maybe we could, we could hold off another year on this, we'll just vote this fucker out. But I don't fear Mike Pence. First of all, he wouldn't win a general. There's no chance he would win a general. If he was put on, especially with the, if this fuck got impeached, and this guy had to like, you know, switch gears from Veep and be like, oh, I'm at the top of the ticket now, this guy's got no pizzazz. Pizzazz is a word I use a lot. So, Mike Pence might be dirty with this Ukraine shit, too. At which case, we need to remove them both. And then we have President Pelosi. I don't know what the optics are around the country. I know that people like my dad say, We can't impeach him. Impeaching him is bad. I'm looking at it this way. <clears throat> what if... What if we did the... Because look, the only reason to call it an impeachment inquiry is so when you go to court and you say the White House won't give us these documents and the court says, oh, well, they don't have to. Well, now, if it's part of impeachment, the court always will side with Congress to for the impeachment inquiry because it's just, it's a discovery tactic. So hear me out. We do this little investigation and... Let's just say we come around the time where we're going to pick a nominee. Or we get close to that, where we have like 
five Democrats, you know? Let's just say Pelosi comes out at that point and says, you know what? In fairness to the election, because we don't want to seem like we're not fair. We will pause our inquiry during the election season and we won't impeach, you know, as long as you don't break any more laws until then. At that point, Dems have a backup plan. Because at that point, we can, if we can get, if we can knock off some seats in the Senate, but yet we somehow fuck this shit up in November of 2020, there's still hope. Whereas, if we shoot the impeachment load now, like right this second, I don't know. I don't know if you can go back to that well again. You might be able to. But I'm just saying. Everybody that's saying that you shouldn't impeach him should just wait until articles are filed. This is still an impeachment inquiry. It's still what Jerry Nadler said. It's still what every representative said just right now. Pelosi got on board because Pelosi felt out her caucus. And right now, we have over 218 members of the House of Representatives who support impeachment. I think it's over 220. That number is growing and growing and growing. That is well past halfway. All you need is half the, all you need is majority of the House to vote for that. You need two-thirds in the Senate. So it's not it's gonna take more than one one or two GOP senators coming over to your side. You need a you need, I think, ten or a, You need a lot. You need double digits. And I saw some GOP strategists was like, well, I know 30 senators would vote to remove Trump if it was a secret vote. Yeah, well that's not how politics works, bruh. You know what I'm saying? I mean I'm sorry to to break that news to you, but elected officials are elected so they can do things in front of people, so these people know that when they elect them, what they're gonna do. If, if Congress was holding secret fucking votes, are you joking? That we wouldn't have elections. Secret votes? I mean, I wish, me too, I wish too, trust me, I wish it was. But it's not, it's not that. So we need to tread carefully, we need to have this impeachment inquiry, bring things to light that have been stonewalled by the White House. And we need to use that information during the general, during the the, 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 the se- election season to make sure that we drub this guy and we do not leave a margin for error and we remove the stain of the white on the White House. Remove the clown from the circus. Because I don't know how much, I don't know how much longer we can take this. I don't know how much longer I could take it. Okay. Whistleblower impeachment. Not sure what hashtag I'm going to for the for the title this week. Before I get up on out of here, I want to thank everybody. A couple of people reached out to me this week. Last week I told you I was having a hard time. I'm still having a hard time. A couple of people reached out to me, and I, I appreciate that. I said I could use some help, and people, a couple of people reached out to me, and they were like, Jay, what do you need? So, like, I appreciate that, and, like, am I gonna be okay? Yes. Am I okay now? No. But I will be. I should be. I have to be. Dies in your house. Exclusively. 
on Least Coast Radio.